Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day six. We begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, grant me peace of mind so I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself fully to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your holy will. In all my words and actions, guide my thoughts and feelings. In all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we continue our journey with Venerable Anne de Guigny, and today we are focusing upon going to the angels. There have been many accounts of adult saints understanding that their deaths were drawing near. It's rarer to name children who were entrusted with this special knowledge, yet Anne seemed to know and to carry this knowing in her person like a beam of light. One nun remarked on it this way, quote, one could see Jesus in her eyes. It was unforgettable, the strange mixture of innocence and gravity in those clear eyes, end quote. Others observed her leaving confession and said that her whole person seemed to be transfigured, transformed into grace itself. Another child, a friend who left for a trip some months before Anne's death, said she was certain she would not see Anne again. I'm sure God is going to take her, she said. She doesn't seem to belong to this world anymore. Beginning at about the age of eight, Anne suffered from chronic headaches, the result of some weakness in her spine. Though they caused her such severe pain that she could not study in school, she never complained but lay still to wait quietly for relief. These headaches returned with renewed ferocity in December of 1921, when Anne was 10. Just after Christmas of that year, she was diagnosed with meningitis. The pain in her back and head was so severe at times that it contorted her beautiful little faith. Something she struggled against because she knew it upset her mother to see her in so much pain. Still, she was gracious with everyone who came to visit or to care for her, thanking them, insisting that those who nursed her throughout the night would please rest or at least have a sweet treat. On the Feast of the Holy Innocents, and how extraordinarily apropos, Anne's priest heard her confession and then asked if she would like to receive Holy Communion. Oh, yes, she sighed. He would write some years later, Never shall I forget that word. The whole desire of her soul was in it. In her last weeks, the pain was crippling. 
Eventually, her lungs deteriorated to such a degree that she suffered terrible bouts of near suffocation that lasted for hours. But all the while, she remained at peace and without complaint, offering her sufferings for dear sinners. Her exquisite relationship with the Lord, intimate, knowing, and without the slightest fear of death, was a witness to the entire household, to visitors, and to those who took care of her. Not long after Anne received the anointing of the sick, Madame de Guigny bent over the child's bed and whispered to her, You have been brave, darling. This will comfort the heart of our Lord and win over some of your sinners. The torture had wrung no word from Anne, but now she gasped with joy. Oh, mother, I'm so glad. If it does that, I will bear lots more. As Anne entered into her final days, confined to her room, she seemed to have a number of notable divine visitors, including her guardian angel. She repeated the act of hope and the Hail Holy Queen. With her little body was completely, when her little body was completely exhausted with pain, she asked permission to die. She turned to the nun who was nursing her and asked, May I go to the angels? When the nun gave her blessing, Anne replied, Thank you, thank you. Even her last act on this earth was marked by holy obedience. In observing her mother's deep grief, the doctor leaned over Anne and asked her if she wouldn't look at her mother just once more. Her biographer recorded the moment this way, and Anne, obedient even in death, lifted her eyelids with a last effort and looked at her mother with a look that has burned into her soul forever. Then she sank into that sleep from which the angels were to wake her. She died January 14, 1922, at the age of 10. And so concludes our excerpt for today. What a beautiful witness uh, Anne gave as she suffered through her final illness, but also in how she approached suffering. We talked yesterday a little bit about offering it up and the idea of to particularly to offer up anything that we do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and don't understand, to offer it up in union with Jesus' suffering, and to also offer it for all those souls who are away from Jesus. This was the essence of Anne's evangelization. She constantly was praying for and wanting to bring about the conversion of all those sinners. This is something that we too can do in the midst of our daily lives. And Lent is a particular time for us to be able to begin or to deepen these practices of our going through our day and offering up different things that it might not be a bad thing or something that is intolerable to us. It could be something that we truly enjoy to give God the glory. Uh, if you enjoy running, for example, as I do, to go for a run and to give gratitude for creation and for the ability to run and to use your body in such a way to offer these things for using yourself well and the gifts that God has given you and to offer those up. That's possible too. It doesn't always have to be something that we dislike in order for it to be a sacrifice. When we do th all things out of love for Jesus, 
then it is a sacrifice. Just as we sacrifice for those we love. Just because we're doing something for someone we love doesn't mean that it's a terrible thing, but rather we're freely choosing and being obedient to it. And this is what Anne's witness is so beautiful about. So today, I invite you to look for a moment in your day when you already are doing something out of love for someone in your life. Or maybe you can begin to do something. Maybe it's something as simple as turning on the coffee maker in the morning for your spouse. Or maybe it's uh, to put a little note in your child's uh, lunchbox. Or it could be just sending a text uh, to someone different each day. Or it could be the same person just saying, I'm thinking about you and praying for you. All of these ways in which we offer ourselves freely out of love for Jesus and for others is a way that we can be evangelizing, but also we can be obedient to how our Lord is asking us to minister in the vineyard that he has placed us and to be obedient to his will in our day. So I hope that this has helped you and I hope that you know that I continue to pray for each and every one of you and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.